Whether you're in the restaurant business or you just want to host any big event, JMV Restaurant Supply can make sure you have everything you need. JMV Restaurant Supply is your home for everything kitchen. Whether you're a bear or a bobcat, an eagle or a Scotty, JMV Restaurant has everything you might need. They have locations in Bozeman, Billings, and Great Falls. If you can't make it in, JMV also has a great website, jvrestaurant.com. Get everything you need for your next event at JMV, your restaurant specialist. JV Restaurant Supply has been your home for everything tailgating for the last 45 years. Stop into one of our three locations to pick up everything you will need to make your tailgate a winner. From bar gadgets to all the professional cooking tools you'll need to score big with your buddies, the public is always welcome. And to celebrate our 45th anniversary, JV is offering drone delivery. Maybe we'll just use the truck. Go, cats! All right, hey, uh, welcome back. Uh, it's it's great to be you know be here and continue to be uh, playing football this time of year. Um, the first thing I want to do is acknowledge the passing of of Coach Holland. Um, had the good fortune of of getting to know him a little bit, um, be around him a little bit, but more so just learning about him um, from former players, from former colleagues, uh, fans. Um, he was one of a kind, um, not only as a as a player and a coach, but just as a person. Um, Saw him mid-season. I think it was the week of our first Weber game, and um, you know it was good to spend a little bit of time with him. Um, and obviously, uh, you know, very sad to learn of his passing, um, but his impact uh, on this program, on this university, will last uh, will last forever. So, um, you know, certainly our condolences are with his uh, with his family and all the people that were so close to him that were involved in this program. Um, like I said before, we're excited to continue to be playing. This uh, you get to get to this point in the season, um, you're doing a lot of good things, and then on the flip side, you're going to be playing uh, against uh, good teams, and that's what we have um, in William and Mary coming in here. A team that uh, won their league, has found a way to win close games, um, has the same record as us, 11 and one. They had a real dominating win this past weekend, and. You know, they're a team that uh, you know certainly has our full attention. They, uh, you know, offensively are very explosive, can run the ball really well. In Saturday's game, they put up 300 yards passing at the at the same time, and defensively um, has a unit to really contend with. So, you know, we're in a uh, we're in a week where we play Friday. Um, we've adjusted. Uh, we we sped up a little bit the week, I guess, as, as far as that goes today with our practice, and and look forward to the opportunity to play on Friday night in in front of. Uh, not only our crowd, but a, a national TV audience. So with that, I'll open it up. Uh, the, the Sonny Holland um, uh, tapping of the statue, uh, was that before you or did it start with you? Uh, I think it was before. You know, they, the problem's been going on for a long time, and the statue's been there for a while now. So uh, I think it was going on before, but certainly um, important. And, you know, we showed a video that uh, was produced probably 10 years ago. I, I wanted our guys to learn more about you know who the guy is that the the end the end zone stands are named after the statue all that and uh, it was um, you know, we did that like, like mid season the same week that I went and saw him and I, I think for our guys to have a better understanding of who he was uh, and uh, you know what his principles were um, in particular as a coach the video was done more about his coaching and specifically that championship season so uh, yeah he's I think our guys know full well. Who Coach Holland um, is, and you know we'll uh, we'll wear a decal, 
you know, on our helmets the rest of the season now to, to honor him. The decal with his initials? I haven't seen it yet, so okay. I'm not even not even sure. So apologize for that. Does his passing add any meaning to the rest of the season? Well, I, I don't I don't know. I mean, I, I think you know he's a important figure in our program, and you know um, you know to say we're gonna I, I just think our, our guys understanding who he was and what he meant to this program is probably the biggest thing, and then to to go and honor him um, not only with with a decal on our helmet, but also our play, you know. So, yeah, we would certainly want to take this as, as far as we, we could for, for Coach Holland. Um, I guess switching to William & Mary, you know, Mike London is a coach with a lot of experience, mm-hmm. uh, both FBS and FCS. I guess what have you kind of seen from him? I guess his program the last few years kind of did make it a rise. Yeah, uh, you know, had the success at Richmond um, prior to, to moving up, um, and then, you know, came back uh, to the FCS ranks and, and took this job over. And and I was familiar. We never played William & Mary at uh, North Dakota State, but we were they were a playoff team in those uh, those last couple of years. I know that that I was there or Yassino across, or we played a couple CAA teams. So you saw the brand of football that William & Mary played at that time and it felt like they were a really good program. And, and with Coach London going there and, um, you know, taking it, a, you know, to where he has right now, it's been impressive. Um, you know, it's apparent that they they have a good recruiting base where they're located. Um, they've done a great job as far as that goes, and then they, you know, develop guys. Um, that's you can see that you know watch them on film. Yeah, offensively, they're they got the potential to be really uh, dynamic and deceptive. Um, and he's certainly the catalyst. Uh, runs well. Um, you know, is, is good rushing, rushing stats, and then he can he can throw it too. And, and and you know they use they use him in some different ways. They put some other guys in that quarterback position, not necessarily quarterbacks, but they they snap it to a bunch of different guys. Um, they have good running, they have good skill, good running backs, good uh, um, good receivers, and they utilize them a lot of different ways. They move them around in a lot of different ways. Uh, good O line, good tight ends. Um, you know they have the ability to run the football. Um, I think they're over 270 a game. That puts them in the top five rushing in the FCS. And then, like I said, they threw it for 300 against Gardner Webb. So um, explosive offense, and, and he is certainly the the key. And he is a talented uh, quarterback. And then defensively, I think Pius is the has the most 19 tackles. Yeah. You know they they're 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 principled for sure. Um, they don't put themselves in a lot of bad positions, and, and, and they turn some of those guys loose. So, so he plays an outside backer, but really plays a defensive end quite a bit. And, yeah, anytime you get those, those figures as far as tackle for losses, and I think he's got 11 sacks as well, and he leads them in tackles, um, very active player. And then their, their other end, I know, 99, has a high number of TFLs and, and sacks as well. Um, I think linebacker play, they're very strong. Um, so they've been uh, – you know, they've they offense defense. You know, much like we want to, they've really complemented each other through the course of the season. You know, in big games, um, close games, they've they've held on the leads, they've taken the ball away defensively, and they found ways to score on offense. So, um, really impressed with with what they uh, they put on film. Yeah, I think so. I, you know, I think our defense, you know, the the first and foremost principle is that we're going to stop the run um, and, and and be gap sound and 
you know, have guys in position to tackle the football. And so, yeah, we faced uh, some really good offensive teams in our league, some teams that are uh, run-oriented, uh, run and, and we've done we've done a right against them. And, and, and we got to be able to call upon that, but, but understand that, you know, William Mary's scheme is just a little bit different, but there's only so many schemes offensively that you can run. So we have to be, um, we have to be where we need to be. And when we're there, tackle some really good players, whether that's uh, their, you know, whole host of running backs they have or their quarterback. And I, I know you kind of mentioned on Saturday, but now you see the film. Is there anything that kind of stuck out from uh, Coach Daly, I guess, Well, I just, I thought we, uh, we, we, we made some good adjustments. You know, the, the plays that, uh, that maybe popped in the first half, um, I think coming into halftime, we knew we knew what went uh, went wrong. I guess on those particular plays, um, you know, it was you know a couple plays where you know Weber, um, you know, changed the look, whatever, and, and did something a little bit differently than they probably had, and that happens in, in any kind of football game. So I thought we came in, and as a staff, they got together and, and made some really good adjustments, and you know. Um, Quarterback switch. They're chasing points at the end. We're trying to just keep the ball in front of us. Unfortunately, we didn't uh, um, do that on each play. But I, I thought, from a call perspective, I thought I thought Bobby did a real good job. No, we'll go back to our our normal. There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. Well, I think it starts with uh, slowing down the run game. You know, um, they uh, they get things going run wise, and the RPO and the play action off that is where um, you know they've got a lot of big plays. Um, they have a, a bunch of playmakers, so you know it's not just their quarterback. It's he can hand the ball off to some effective runners, and he can throw it to some you know really talented guys too. So you know, like any like any week for us, um, it's it's really limiting the run game. It's you're not going to completely shut it down, but it's limiting the run game. And then um, from a pass perspective, um, you know, again, I'd say keep the ball in front of us. Um, and we haven't been perfect at that by any means, but I think we've gotten better and better at that as the season has gone along. So, uh, you know, we get them in pass situations. I like like our chances. You know, when, when it's an obvious pass situation, we can we can turn our guys up front loose. Um, that's what we want to get into. So I, I don't think it's any different type of a, approach, um, in particular maybe within that approach, adjust from one week to the next but um, you know we're definitely excited about the challenge join town pumps pump it up rewards plus program and never pay full price for fuel again save five cents on every gallon every day at any town pump across montana plus earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs stop in and pick up a rewards card download the pump it up rewards plus app today or visit townpump.com rewards to register and start saving You know, outside of a couple plays, which those couple plays still still count, it was pretty good. You know, we we let a couple uh, plays get behind us. The, the the touchdown on the third and long in the first quarter, um, and then the um, 
the longer play. We were in zone coverage that got behind us in the fourth quarter. You know, I think outside of that, we defended it pretty well. The ball was in the air a few times. They made some good plays. I thought that we did as well. Um, we uh, we put pressure on them. We hit their quarterback. Um, you know, uh, obviously forced another guy into the game. And I thought the other guy played really well. And he he was, you know, he gave them a little bit of spark because I think at that time Barron was pretty beat up. And then that you bring in the fresh fresh legs, he he ran around a little bit differently on us. So, but all in all, I was you know I think it was a, a solid performance. And um, you know the biggest thing we did against Weber though we we really limited their run game and that made it hard for them. No, I, I think real important, and, and I think the continuity that uh, that Brian brought to to our new staff and a guy that had been here several years, and he hadn't worked with the O-line exclusively through that time, but he, he knew the guys. I think he knew what we had, and you know, I think he knew we had some young guys um, in particular that uh, you know, if we keep developing them, we could we could really have something, and you know that. Uh, that work he's done with those guys from from the time I got here, but in particular out of last season through this year, has been very impressive. You know, you bring you bring a group together. Um, it's it's about teaching. It's about uh, the development on the field. It's about setting expectations for what uh, what it should look like, um, holding him accountable, and I think he's done a real good job of that through the course this year. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think anytime you've coached for some time, you um, being adaptable is part of it because you really have to. Um, to me, you have to take your scheme and fit it to your guys, as opposed to thinking you're always going to have these guys that are going to fit to your scheme. Um, that's just not the way it goes. Um, recruiting wise, you don't have the pick of the litter all the time, so you got to recruit the guys you think can play, and then really assess what they can do. And that, you know, in a run game, that's a collection of your O line. In your backs, your ball carriers in general, and I think we've done a really good job of assessing who we are and then playing to those strengths this season. And that's certainly um, Coach Armstrong, it's uh, it's Taylor, it's it's Tyler Walker, it's the whole crew, and, and Jimmy Beale. I mean, the whole crew coming together in a run game and really devising a plan each week that's going to allow us to move the football. And then his recruiting um, style, I guess, his recruiting prowess, I guess, and then also his coaching style. I hope you describe those two. Um. Well, I, I think I, I, you know adaptable would be the word because, like I said, it, recruiting the offensive linemen, we don't have this. Hey, we, we're going to get all these six-five monsters necessarily. Now, okay, if we get a six-five kid, is he a, a lighter kid that can develop? You got to be able to see that. Is he going to be committed to developing? Um, is he going to be athletic? You know, if you have a um, a guy that maybe doesn't have the height that you like, now what's what's what are his strengths? Um, so I think in recruiting, um, you know, at this level. They're not going to all look the same, but they better have some of the same qualities. Uh, the athleticism, the ability to to develop, um, and develop is is certainly in the weight room, um, but it's developing our style of play that that we want to be about, and we really want to, you know, we need to be smart. We need to, those guys need to be intelligent intelligent players up there up front. So, yeah, I think um, we've honed in on on what we're looking for, generally speaking, and then you bring them in, and you, you know. It's up to Brian in particular, um, Coach Heron, to to put their their touches on him, I guess, and and uh, 
you know, make them into what they are. And the, the good thing is we get, we're playing really well up front, but we're young, and I think, I think we got a capacity to continue to grow with, with that group and some of the guys that we're not seeing out there. Well, I, we brought the guys in yesterday um, and, and watched the game. We typically would give them Sunday off. We practiced longer today. Um, you know, so you, it just kind of moves everything up a day. Uh, you know, you have the, the 8.15 kick on a Friday, which we've had an 8.15 kick a couple times now on, on Saturday. So I think we're used to that long day. Um, so I think those are the, the, the subtle things that change. But otherwise, you just set your clock forward a little bit and, you know, you know they set the time when you're going to go play at it. Yeah, uh, really out of that game, um, there, there wasn't much that occurred I, as far as injuries go. Um, you know, we've had a few guys slowed up, but uh, not to keep them out, and we didn't, uh, we didn't suffer anything new. Um, you know, so that was, we were fortunate to come out of that game feeling pretty good. Uh, you know, I thought there was a couple runs that you said that there it is, you know, uh, as, as far as um, breaking tackles, you know, making making people uh, in the back end really frustrated with trying to tackle them. Um, but there was a little rust, too. I think he had 10 carries and, you know, it was probably a 50-50 proposition on, uh, you know, what looked really good. And then what, okay, we, you know, whether it was timing or whatever, that there's still some work to be done. But uh you know, he blocked well when he had a chance to as well, so it wasn't just him carrying the football. Um, I think his presence out there was felt, and, you know, I, I anticipate that, uh, you know, with a week or a game under his belt, you know, he'll be able to take a step forward this next week. Is there anything else you could say about uh, the return of Willie Mack? Like no, I mean, I, I, I think this. Uh, you know, missing a, missing a game as a coach, that's a, that's a stiff penalty. Um, we... We are in this profession, obviously, to develop and uh, mold young men, but then to um, also be part of that competition on a Saturday. So he served that uh, that penalty in addition um, to uh, you know a few other things. I, I guess that was the primary deal, and, and you know we uh, we're excited to get him get him back, and so I'll leave it at that. John, any questions from Richmond? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I think that's the, the beautiful thing about this time of year. You do get these cross, um, cross conference, cross country matchups, and uh, I think you got to do your best um, of watching the video and, and assessing what you what you think it looks like, um, and uh, you know certainly holding your opponent that, that becomes one of one of eight now in very high regard. Um, and there's certainly some. Uh, allowing it to play out at the early stages of the game. Um, I, I know that's part of it. But, you know, I think you can, you can really assess what you see schematically. Um, you can make your best judgment on what, what they are like as individuals physically. And then you got to go out and, and really still be more worried about what you do and, and how you play. And, um, you know, but there is certainly that element of kind of figuring some of that out as you go. Um, 
but they're a good, they're, you know, William Mary's a really good team and that's apparent. And, uh, you know, to, yeah, to get caught up in trying to sort out any comparing of scores and any of that, that's, that's not worth anything at this point in time. In just a few minutes, small business owners can now sign up for Blackfoot Communication Services. Whether it's dependable voice options or internet services, sign up simply by visiting blackfootsmallbusiness.com. Click on the services you wish, select an installation time and date, and you're done. Small business services at the touch of your fingers. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications and blackfootsmallbusiness.com.